0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On today's episode, we're going to be covering a little bit of a lighter topic. Join me as we follow the life of Diamond Doris Payne. My name is Sophia Talley, and this is True Crime Innet. Today I have a very appropriate sponsor and that is Ana Luisa. They actually contacted me a few months ago and they wanted me to share with you their beautiful collection of sustainable high quality jewelry that all starts at 39.99. Today I am actually wearing a few of their pieces. I'm wearing their Elo I think it's Eloise E-L-O-I-S-E Necklace set So it's two Gold plated necklaces And then On my ears I am wearing Their Elio's Earrings And then They also sent me Their Celeste earrings Which I absolutely adore And I plan on wearing Tonight for Date night And honestly I have been wearing My Elio's earrings For about Three weeks now And they are just priceless because I'm able to just put them on sleep with them shower with them It's a very small huggy earring very very comfortable And I don't have to worry about having my jewelry On I just wake up and go same with these necklaces. I kind of refrain from wearing them because I didn't I didn't want them to look like I've been wearing them for three weeks. I kind of wanted you to see how they look fresh out the package. Of course, you can't even tell the earrings are as perfect as in which they arrived. And I really do love how soft and dainty this set is. All of their jewelry starts at $39.99. They are completely carbon neutral. All of their packaging was very sustainable. There wasn't any Like there is very little, if any, plastic packaging. All the jewelry comes on a very thick, high-quality cardstock. And then you get this really cool cloth bag to store your jewelry in. There's a cat hair on mine because welcome to my life. But I was just really impressed by all of the sustainable materials, which is really important to me, especially as a slow fashion designer. I like everything to be fully sustainable. I highly recommend checking out AnaLuisa.com. I have my own personalized link below where you can shop all the styles that I'm wearing right now amongst other of my favorites. And you can use my code TDK10 for 10% off of your next purchase. Ana Luisa also sells real diamonds, which is pretty on a topic for our case today. Doris Payne was born on October 10th, 1930 and Slab Fork, West Virginia. So, Slab Fork is a mining town, and her father was an African American miner, and her mother was Cherokee. So, she was also the youngest of five. Unfortunately, she grew up in a very abusive household. Her dad was abusive to her mother, but despite being the youngest, Doris was her mother's protector, and she always wanted to protect her mother from her father. She goes on to write in her memoir as an adult, marriage just ties you to brutality. And then she goes on to say, I would always make my own money and I was going to have to take care of me and mine. Doris would go through her mother's fashion magazines, and you know, back in the 40s, it was pretty much all white women. You had to go seek out magazines made by black people for black people. So most of the magazines were of white people, and she would look through these magazines of white women and be wearing these beautiful diamond pieces. And she would just think, why do they get to live this life of luxury when they are no better than I am? And so she carried this mindset through her life. And it's funny because, you know, this is a thought that a lot of black girls have growing up. I remember embarrassing my mom and JCPenney because she was picking up pantyhose. And I just thought it was ridiculous that, you know, a, a, doctor, a doctor complexion needs a different color pantyhose. And all the women on the label were white, despite. Bite the color of the pantyhose and I just asked my mom why are they all white like she don't need to wear the quote-unquote chocolate colored pantyhose you know I want to see a model that looks like us so I can make sure the product would actually work for someone who looks like me and I remember not saying that like that I just I just Asked my mom straight up, why are all the women on the package white? And she was so horrified and she's like, Sophia, not in public. Um, And so, but I completely felt for Doris here because as a young child, you're looking through all these images of white people and you're just thinking, what makes them more special than me? Doris strived for a better lifestyle. And so by the age of 16, her and a friend will actually take the bus to Cleveland where they would go and steal watches, designer watches from jewelers. This is where she got her start in crime. As a young adult, she got a job at a hospital as a nurse. And even though she had, you know, a good job, this did not stop her from pursuing her desire of getting the better things in life. And so what Doris would do when she wasn't working at the hospital, she would take the bus from Cleveland to Pittsburgh, where she would steal from the local jewelers there. And she got quite good at it. And Doris had a really specific way of robbing her victims. First of all, she looks very, unassuming, she's pretty, she does not look like someone who would rob a store blind. So that was something she had to her advantage. She didn't look like a hardened criminal. She just looked like a woman who was interested in buying jewelry for whatever reason. And so she'll go into these stores. She'll act very indecisive. She'll ask to see several pieces. And before the clerk can put a piece away, she would ask to see another and then another. And soon the the glass top, you know, the jeweler's all glass top will be filled with options that she asked the jeweler to take out. And the jeweler just can't keep track, you know, with being only human of all the pieces that he or she took out for Doris. And so with all these pieces out, she'll just have a quick distraction. Like, oh, I want to see that piece over there now. And Doris would just take the watch or whatever she wanted to steal And I think she described her hand to move like a snake in her autobiography when she would steal and she'll just grab the piece and slip it in her pocket. And oftentimes then she'll leave and the clerk wouldn't even notice until they're putting all the pieces back. Interestingly enough, a lot of times the jewelers were afraid to report these robberies because the way in which they handled the jewels was against protocol. You weren't supposed to take them all out at once. You're supposed to put one back, take one out, put one back. And so it would look bad when they report it. They may not get their claim back from the insurance because they mishandled the jewelry in the first place. And so she pretty much found the perfect crime that she continued to repeat over and over again for a span of six decades. So using her robbery method of confusing the jeweler, she actually made off with her first biggest heist in 1952 at the age of 23. She stole a $20,000 diamond ring in Cleveland. And let me tell you, she at first felt really guilty about making off with this diamond ring. She actually hid in a public restroom with the ring overnight. And that morning, so the next morning, she was going to turn herself in, return the ring to the jeweler and hope for the best. But somehow she never made it to the jeweler. She actually made it to a pawn shop type of place, a place where you can a resale shop where she sold the ring for 27 thousand and then after that she just in you making a killing. And with her earnings, she actually bought several homes for her mother. And her and her mother actually had a very rocky relationship. Her mother was very religious, and so didn't really like the fact that her daughter was robbing Cleveland, and of course, other surrounding areas and other states. She robbed pretty much anywhere and everywhere she was able to get to. And so like she bought beautiful houses, she was able to create a lifestyle for her and her mother that they could only dream of. And her mother just disagreed with the lifestyle, but she didn't turn down the house, okay? Which I can't blame her. And through this all, she had two children named Ronnie and Rhonda, but she actually chose to give custody to her, to their biological father. And she made this choice because she did not want to give up the life of crime that she created for herself. She felt like this was her career in a way. When you look at her documentary, it was on Netflix for many years. Now I believe it's just yet to buy it off of Prime. But when you look at Doris's documentary and the way that she recounts her past, she doesn't think she's done anything wrong. She just saw it as a career path, essentially, something that she became good at. And so she knew that what a life of crime, she could not take care of her children. So she chose her a illegal career over her kids, basically. In 1957, she literally met her partner in crime. His nickname was Babe, but his real name was Harold. Bronfield. And he was an Israeli career criminal. And he just had ties to the criminal life in Cleveland. I could not find really good pictures of him for this. But I did find a lot of newspaper clippings from his crimes. Like that's just how much of a career criminal he was. I couldn't find any good pictures, but I found everything that he did pretty much. So over a career, Doris had 20 aliases, 10 social security numbers, and nine dates of birth. And I'm not sure how the average thief would come across these things. And so I only wonder if Babe was her connection to get all these aliases and and to help her go unnoticed for so long. And she did serve time in jail, but Never for her bigger heist. She served crimes for smaller, pettier thievery, I guess. And so she never spent more than, I think, a few months in jail. So she, as soon as she'll be released, she'll just be back at her stealing ways. And though I'm assuming that Harold helped her make a lot of these aliases, we do know that he acted as kind of a bodyguard. He was a very tall, strong, scary-looking man. And so often, if she were to get into trouble, if someone were to accuse her or something, the hair would be right behind her acting as the muscle. And so her and Harold pretty much were partners in crime up until his death in 1968, where he died from complications after undergoing cosmetic surgery. Now, I do not know exactly why he was undergoing cosmetic surgery, but I mean, we can guess why would a career criminal go under cosmetic surgery? He's obviously trying to find and create another identity for himself. So with Harold now gone and... With her crimes becoming more known, Doris had a bit of a problem on her hands. All the jewelers were beginning to catch on to her schemes. And so she decided that she had to take her business to Europe. So her first stop in Europe was in 1974 where she flew to the beautiful Monte Carlo where she stole a 10.5 carat Cartier diamond ring. And she ran off to the airport with this ring in tow. And once the jeweler realized that she stole her ring, police were able to find her fairly quickly because she made a fatal mistake. She did not change her outfit. She made it onto a plane to France where she was then detained because they were able to recognize her from her clothing. But here's the thing, while she was being detained, they couldn't find the diamond ring and they searched everywhere. So Doris had the ring on her and she hatched up a plan. She pretended to have a head cold where she sneezed into a tissue and really she was hiding the diamond in a tissue. And then she somehow convinced the guard to give her a needle and thread to fix the hem of her skirt. And when she got this needle and thread, she slipped the ring into the top of her pantyhose where it stayed for nine months because she was detained for nine months. After slipping it in the pantyhose, they could not find this ring. I don't know if it was a modesty thing because it was the seventies; She was a woman. They knew that she stole it, but they didn't know where the ring was. They didn't have that physical evidence needed to arrest her. So after the stalemate, she was released and sent back to the U.S. But this did not stop her. Oh no, she continued her career of thievery. Doris is now 91 years old and she is still at it. Okay. In 2010, she stole a, she attempted to steal a $1,300 Burberry trench coat, but they caught her trying to take the tags off while she was still at Saks Fifth Avenue. In 2013, she was caught trying to steal a diamond encrusted ring in Palm Springs. She was actually released three months later. She was supposed to serve two years, but she was released only three months later because of overcrowding. So I am pretty sure they just released all of the nonviolent offenders. Little did they know they was re- the old lady that they're releasing was going to rob everyone until the end of her days. Okay, it is believed that in 2015 that she stole a 33000 $1,000 ring, but we do not have any evidence to prove this, but they're pretty sure it was her. And in 2015, she was caught sneaking a set of Christian Dior earrings into her pockets. And, you know, she continued doing this crime, even though her methods of confusing the clerk and then sliding the piece of jewelry in her pockets no longer worked because now we are on to that method. We have have all these cameras and all the staff dedicated to watching these cameras and making sure no one's doing you know taking something right off and slipping into her pockets so it just she knew this she knew that they were watching her but she just could not stop she just continued stealing Despite the consequences. In 2017, she was shopping, quote unquote, shopping through Walmart, and she was actually wearing an ankle monitor from a previous crime. And she tried to run away with a cart full of groceries and electronics that I think was a total of $86. So, not the biggest heist, but the boldest one to me because she's just walking away from Walmart with a full cart of items and an ankle monitor to boot. So there was no getting away with this one, Doris. What were you thinking? I'm very concerned, ma'am. Doris is now serving five years in prison for her crimes. And I will say, though I was smiling and laughing through a lot of this, I want to say I do not condone anything that Doris has done stealing people's money and causing all this this grief and wasting all the tax dollars and everything that she's done, you know, has a negative impact on society. But I will say it is pretty fascinating that she was doing this for over 60 years and did not serve not one long jail sentence for it. I don't know how that worked. I don't know if it's because every time she committed a crime, it was nonviolent. I don't know if they just took her age into consideration. Doris is still very much alive. She's 91, living in a penthouse in Atlanta, Georgia. She does not have a ton of money anymore, but she is pretty content with her life. And her two children, the one that she gave up, still still visit her in her penthouse every now and then she is living that quote-unquote sweet old lady life that is until she was well sent to prison for five years but you know she may not serve those full five years because of her age they may let her out early again so that way she could go back to stealing so that is the case of doris Payne. before i close i did want to remind you don't forget to check out the link below where you can use my discount tdk10 to receive 10 off of your next Louisa purchase, I highly, highly recommend you check it out. There is definitely something for everyone. So if you're not into the dainty light jewelry jewelry that I wear, they definitely have pieces that are more of a statement, and it's all very affordable, starting at $39.99. And I've been eyeing their website since they contacted me. This is embarrassing, but I've been eyeing their website since they contacted me. And they always have a good sale going on. Okay. So if you love good quality jewelry, if your ears turn green from cheap jewelry, but you still like these new styles, go ahead and check Ana Luisa. That was the story of Diamond Doris Payne. For show notes and sources, please visit www.thedrunknitter.com slash true crime. Stay safe, my friends.